Our next guest was awarded a PhD in medicine education for her thesis on the experiences of South African medical students who studied in Cuba in for five years and they studied in Spanish and uh, this study followed students during an 18 months assimilation in a home institution. The research revealed that the challenges faced by these students were largely interpersonal with an emphasis on how they were treated rather than their educational training. And um, going to speak to us about that is Dr. Buhle Donda. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Good evening, Nomsa, and good good evening to listeners. Sorry, just to add your 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 title there as well. She's also a developmental lecturer, School of Clinical Medicine at the University of KwaZulu Natal. Now, what influenced your you to explore this topic for your thesis? Uh, basically, I, I started off as a coordinator of the program, mm-hmm. and uh, this came after all the university of the universities of south africa decided to actually embark on a mission to assist the students trained in, in cuba and um then i for my university i was i was appointed then to be the coordinator but over and above that personally i, I am black i am a female so that on its own makes me very interested you know on 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 why uh, some of the students that actually come from disadvantaged communities are not deterred by whatever circumstances that are surrounding them and why they persist and and become more interested in making something out of themselves rather than sitting down and waiting for handouts. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, a lot of those students go into Cuba to study medicine and they have high expectations. Um, a lot of them come from poor backgrounds and obviously thinking that this education would 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 equip them, would would empower them so that they can empower their families as well. But in the long run, in, 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 in the interim, there are challenges. And through your study, you found that those challenges were largely interpersonal. Take us through that. Right. Uh, for, for starters, if if you look at the program itself, mm. it is a program founded on economic issues, educational issues, and political issues. Mm. However, as an institution, we tend to focus on the educational aspect of things and not the economic and not the political. Maybe in the upper accolades of the university, yes. But when you are operational, then you focus on the educational aspects of the program. Now, when I uh, studied these students, mine was to listen to their stories Mm -hmm. and to understand what is it that they face and how do they actually, you know, manage whatever problems that they come across. Therefore, my study was, I want to make, to, to say this, uh, upfront to say that my study was not a, a critical study that was mm-hmm. looking at the power dynamics. No, mm-hmm. my study was just interested in their narratives, in what they are experiencing, and how they actually uh, cope, cope with whatever situations that they face. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I only went for their stories and tried as much as I can to interpret their perceptions. And um, 
the the one thing that uh, came uh, out clearly was the fact that the pro the, the problems will be in the system mm-hmm. more than with the individuals that were involved in the program. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the program, the student goes to Cuba, mm-hmm. they study for, 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 for a year, almost a year, just um, acquainting themselves and learning Spanish and science. And then they start the five years now of medical training in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Then after passing their fifth year in Cuba, they come back to South Africa for the 18 months. And then when they come for the 18 months, this is the orientation program and some call it the preparation for practice in South Africa. So the period itself is a bit long. Mm. And then you can imagine that it is exhausting. And like you said, the students are eager to finish. The students have obligations back home. Mm. So the, the, the problem now for starters is that the health systems between the two countries is different. Yes. And when they come to South Africa, bringing the experiences that they've had in Cuba, things are totally not, things don't totally fall into place. Mm. The way that they are taught is different. The disease profile is different. The way that they're examined is different. And the medical uh, culture, how they relate to their lecturers in Cuba is different from the way they relate to their lecturers in South Africa. And what is the so, difference? Sorry yes. there, Dr. Donda. What is the difference then in, in their how they relate to their lecturers in Cuba and here? Okay. Now, if, if, you, if you are into um, medical education, uh, there is an understanding that there are two broad schools. But, but, but there are many in between. But the two broad schools will be the traditional way of doing things and the, the, the PBL way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you can't just have just clear-cut traditional way of doing things and just clear-cut PBL of doing things. Now, if you have studied in a way, usually the traditional way of doing things is that you reason forward. And if you are being trained uh, using a... a, a, a a, a kind of a problem-based learning, you reason backward. And then when you actually are giving answers, the way that you are giving the answer, the manner, the formatting of the answer itself mm. is different. Mm. And again, the protocols are different. We are curative. They in Cuba, they are preventative. Mm. So immediately when a disease prevails itself on, on, on a patient, the doctor in Cuba will think of the preventative ways. The doctor in South Africa will think of curative ways. And if you look at the two systems, there is nothing, neither is said to be superior. However, it depends on the country as to which one it privileges. And unfortunately for them, the curative um, aspect of medicine is, is prevalent in South Africa. And the preventative ways are prevalent in Cuba. Mm-hmm. And and what other you were actually also wanted to elaborate more on the other differences that you have found. Yes, and then you know the the, the this thing that they bringing knowledge that is not like undermined by individuals, but undermined by the system and the circumstances and the protocols in South Africa. Then. There, there is something called deficit ideology. 
Mm. It's a concept. It exists. It's out there. It's beyond this program. This ideology specifies that, you know, if you look at someone and you think just because they are different, therefore they are inferior. What tends to come next is that you stop blaming the system. You start blaming the individuals for not performing well. Mm. And then, two, you have lowered expectations of them. So this came as a package with the situation and the circumstances around the program. So by the time the students actually go to the classroom, all these things are playing out. Mm. And it's not individuals that are teaching them who are actually to blame as such, but it's the way that the program has been, you know, structured because there is little alignment between what they do in Cuba and what they do here. This is a very necessary program and it was well thought of, Mm. but then the educational aspects of the program were not given priority. That is why now when students come here, it was oversimplified that they would go to for fathers, they'll go to Cuba for 18 months, then they will come to South Africa, they'll be reorientated, mm-hmm. and they'll, that will be fine. And then in practice now, that is that is proving to be very difficult. Mm-hmm. And remember, human beings are social beings. Absolutely. Belonging is very important for an individual. Mm-hmm. So now when they find that they are trying to belong and they tend not to fit quite well, then immediately an individual doesn't, feel like he belongs at a place, then the individual will have, you know, different perceptions of everybody around them. You start feeling frustrated, you Mm. lose trust. There are so many other things that actually, you know, crop in. Absolutely. And I don't know whether in your thesis, uh, Dr. Donda, you managed to make recommendations in um, just in terms of how this gap can be filled. Yes, the recommendations were made, but then it's very difficult in this situation to just say, to make cut and dry ways of actually assisting the students. But this has been said a number of times, and people in the program are working on it as hard as they can. Because what tends to, 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 to be, you know, noted fairly easily is that there is a need of aligning the two curricula. Mm. There must be a way of doing it so that, and the one, the, the one most obvious way of doing it is that the reason why these students were sent to Cuba in the first place is because Cuba tends to lead in, in, in preventative medicine, which is what our South African government aspires to. So if that can be strengthened even when the students are being trained, then again, then it makes them more relevant. It makes them more wanted. It makes them more welcome, you know, to to the scheme of things, you know, in mm-hmm. South Africa. If and when we actually move towards what we aspire to become, a country that leads in preventative medicine. Mm-hmm. And again, if if stuff again is sensitized to the needs of the students, because you know there are those things that become a norm. And uh, in medicine, unfortunately, all over the world, so many people have written about it. It, it, There is a a dominant culture where students are taught by humiliation. And Mm. it's not personal, unfortunately. It's something that has become part of becoming, you know, a doctor. That 
because you you, you do understand that uh, in medicine they, there is no trial and error. It's a mm. real person, mm-hmm. real world, real person. You know, sometimes it's, it's a, a matter of life and death. Uh, yes, a mistake the human being dies. Mm. So that perpetrates this, you know, culture of please do the right thing, make sure that you do the right thing. And then that again, it has been said a, a number of times that it's inherent in the training. It is not acceptable, but mm. unfortunately it tends to happen and it happens all over. So some of these things are taken as a norm. And then when someone unfortunately is already feeling like an outsider, then mm. all these things are magnified. Yeah, it just becomes too much. It it looks as if it's directed to them specifically rather than to the whole group. Dr. Bichlendonda, thank you so much for coming on to the show this evening and sharing some insights and your fi- the findings of your your PhD thesis. And uh, my producer also just tells me that you were recently awarded your PhD. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank, thank you. And uh, is it available online? Yes, it is available online, and uh, if you tap into UKZN libraries and and type my name, then it will come up. Look, looking forward to reading up more on it, and have yourself a lovely Christmas and your family. Okay, thank you ever so much. Thank you. That's Dr. Buse Donda, the Developmental Lecturer, School of Clinical Medicine, and she just recently received a PhD looking at the experiences of South African medical students who studied in Cuba in Spanish for five years.